Hello, and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam, your host, and I am pumped you are here. Today, we are diving into something that is really interesting to me. It is a way that you are actually keeping yourself small. And it's one of those ways that's not so openly, overtly keeping you small, like self-sabotage and imposter syndrome and comparison. No, this is actually a little bit different. We are talking about how not celebrating yourself and your accomplishments and your achievements and the beauty and magic of who you are is actually keeping you small. How not celebrating is keeping you small, stuck, safe, and exactly where you are. So we're going to hit a couple different things today. Number one, we're going to talk about why women don't celebrate themselves. We're going to talk about why it's so important to celebrate yourself. We're going to talk about what it's costing you to not celebrate yourself. And then we're going to talk about how do you actually do it? How do you actually make the shift? So if we start with why women don't celebrate, and we need to think right now, why do I not celebrate myself? Why do I not celebrate myself to myself in personal, in my personal way, in my journal, looking at myself in the mirror? And then why don't I celebrate myself publicly on Instagram with my family and friends? What is underneath? And the reason most people and women particularly don't celebrate themselves is because of fear. And it's the fear of being alone. And what happens when we're alone or abandoned? We have more potential and more possibility to be eaten by the saber-toothed tiger and to die. I know it's kind of morbid, but fear of abandonment leads to fear of dying. And we as tribal beings, we as humans, if you've listened to this before, if you've listened to me talk before, you know, I always talk about the ego and how its number one job is to keep us safe, staying safe means staying part of the tribe, staying part of the community. And so there's this fear amongst a lot of people, especially women, that if I celebrate, if I'm too big, if I'm too sparkly, if I am too much, then I am going to be left alone. And so it's a survival mechanism to keep yourself small and not celebrate. Women feel like, oh, I'm being too pushy or I'm being too showy or I'm being too much or People are going to think that I'm bragging if I celebrate myself. People are going to feel like they can't connect with me. And there's this big fear of of being disowned. And so there's, of course, tons of social programming as well as that that ancient um, biological desire to be part of the tribe that keeps women from celebrating. So if you don't feel comfortable celebrating yourself or your accomplishments or your achievements, it's totally normal. So number one, you're, you're normal. And I'm going to tell you why it's so important and why it's holding you back. So when we celebrate, we actually support our brain in repatterning and rewiring. So if we are our job, our brain's job is to continue to keep us safe, right? So our brain is patterned to keep us in the same systems that we have always done. It keeps us safe, meaning it keeps us small. The brain sees risk. The brain sees living outside of the box. The brain sees doing anything bigger as a potential way that we are going to be abandoned or left alone. So it is going to avoid all of that. So our programming, our patterning says, stay small, stay safe, and then you'll be happy. And what we know to be true is that staying safe and small does not always equal happiness. It equals staying alive, but it doesn't mean fulfillment. And so when we get in the practice of celebrating, it actually helps 
cement new neural pathways in our brains to continue our growth, to continue our expansion. So if you are a woman who wants to live full out, who wants to have more in her intimacy, in her health, in her career, in her business, in her relationships, in all of these ways, you are going to need to repattern your brain. And because the brain is so committed to keeping us safe, celebration helps rewire those neural pathways. This is why celebrating is so important. The next piece of why celebrating is so important is that like attracts like, meaning when I am in the energy of celebration, when I am in the energy of of being really grateful and proud of myself, I am going to then energetically attract more opportunities and more reasons for me to celebrate and be proud of myself. So if you want to be in the vibration of celebration, if you want to call in more things to celebrate, we got to celebrate. We got to celebrate. We got to be in that energy, right? It's like the objects that stay in motion was the law of inertia. Objects in motion stay in motion. Same thing here. If I am in the celebratory energy, then I am going to attract more things to celebrate. The other reason that's so important, and this is specifically around being witnessed in your celebration. I have um, women in my group programs and, and part of what I invite us into is, is celebrating. And women are like, it's okay for me to like, get to this point where I'm celebrating myself, but to be witnessed in it is next level. So to be witnessed in your bigness is a way that we really get to practice being seen, but it's also a way for us to heal those old wounds about being abandoned. And, and this is really important to do this in a place where you are going to be safe and where you're going to be held, whether it's with your partner in a group mastermind or program with a coach, with friend groups who really want to see you win and really support you. There's this really powerful aspect of being witnessed in the celebration. And the reason a lot of people don't like being witnessed in the celebration is because again, they're afraid they're going to be left alone. They're afraid they're going to be judged. They're afraid that people are going to think, oh, who does she think she is to do that? Who does she think she is to post that, have that, do that, whatever that is. And, and we then deal with triggers and judgment and all of those old sister wounds, the feminine wound. And so being witnessed in a safe space is so important because it supports us in practicing being seen and learning that it's safe to be seen, but it also supports in cultivating this sisterhood, um, the safety and sisterhood. So it's super, super important, not only to practice celebrating, but to be seen and witnessed in that practice. And then the next reason that celebrating is so important is that it's now, you know, we go from internal, why I, why you should want to celebrate and how it's keeping you small. But if we zoom out and we look at the ripple effect, we look at the impact your celebration has on, on others around you, in your community, in your friend group, in your business, is that it creates possibility and permission. So when we see someone celebrating, when we see someone in their bigness, whether they're celebrating their relationship or celebrating their business or celebrating their health, celebrating whatever it is that they're celebrating, we kind of have two options. And one is to weaponize that celebration. I see someone who has something that I desire and I weaponize it. I use it against myself. I use it as a data point that says, oh, that's good for her, 
but I, I'm not good enough to have that. I'm not fit enough. I'm not pretty enough. I don't know enough people. It's good for her, but I'm not worthy of that. And so a lot of times people will weaponize the celebration. And so you have that option. If you've ever noticed that, if you're someone that's longing for a relationship and you're like, oh, I'm seeing so many couples on the street doing PDA and oh, I hate it and I can't stand it. And why am I alone? You're allowing that celebration to weaponize, be weaponized against you. But you also have a completely different option. And that is to see that celebration as possibility. Seeing that celebration as, wow, if she can do that, I can do that too. If she can have that thing, maybe I can have that too. We start to see that as possibility. Oh, wow. She came from a hard background and she picked herself up and she created all of that. How amazing. I'm going to use that as the permission for me to be, do, and have everything I desire. So we get to be really aware of how we're viewing other people's celebration. Are we allowing it to be weaponized against us? Or are we allowing it to create possibility and permission in our lives? And if we flip it into us being the one celebrating, when you celebrate, you give other people possibility and permission. You give other people possibility and permission. If you grew up one way and you never saw anything else, if you grew up seeing your mom be a stay-at-home mom, your dad making the money, and that was just the way things were, but you knew deep down something was different for you. You were meant for something different, but you never saw a woman celebrating her business. You never saw a woman celebrating being a single mom. You never saw a woman celebrating a divorce. You never saw a woman doing something different. Then how would you know it's possible? And so when we can take that on and say, me being in celebration allows and gives permission to other women. It creates possibility for other women. Then it is your duty to celebrate, not just for yourself and what you desire to create in your life, but for others so that you can have the impact that you are meant to have. And I think that is so incredibly powerful. This is why it's important for you to celebrate. It's important for you to be loud and proud and big and shiny and not give a fuck what anyone else thinks because you're here for something bigger. You're here for something bigger. Now, it's definitely costing you. It's costing you to not celebrate. What is it costing you? You not celebrating yourself number one is keeping you small. It's keeping you stuck. There's something, like I said earlier, so powerful about being witnessed, but if you are not celebrating yourself, then you are not allowing those neural pathways in your brain to shift. You are not creating bigger possibility for yourself. In fact, you are probably self-sabotaging by not celebrating yourself. You are keeping yourself stuck and small. You are keeping yourself hidden And when you are not your fullest expression of yourself, and that includes celebration, then you're also not allowing your people, your tribe to see you, smell you, find you, and be magnetized to you. I want to say that again, when you are not your biggest, fullest self, you are not allowing the opportunity for the people that are meant to find you to actually find you. Now, here's a hard truth. When you are living as your biggest, boldest, and fullest self, people are going to leave. 
you are going to be left alone. And that's why your ego freaks the fuck out because it doesn't want to be abandoned. It doesn't want to be alone. However, that loneliness is not going to be forever. You might have to shed layers. You might have to shed skin. You might have to shed the dead weight. You might have to shed some friends. You might have to shed some old identities, relationships, because you are becoming your biggest, fullest self. And part of that celebration is going to trigger people. Part of that celebration is going to polarize people. People are not going to be able to handle it. And I always see it as an opportunity. If I trigger someone, it is their opportunity to lean in and go, Ooh, why am I triggered? And what work is available for me to do here? And I I actually trigger a lot of my clients. I, the things that I say triggers them. And then they're like, Oh, I need to unfollow her. I need to leave for a little bit. And then they come back and they're like, Oh, wait, I actually like, I need more of that. I was triggered because I actually need that thing. And so can it be a celebration when you trigger people? Can your bigness trigger people? And can you celebrate that? Can you just let it be what it is rather than assigning a story to it? When you are not in your celebration, when you're not in your fullest, biggest self, life is going to feel harder because you are resisting your true nature. Your true nature is to be a fully expressed, bold version of you. You think about mother nature, mother nature does not hold back. She is wild and loud and soft and sweet. She celebrates, she rains, she cries. She has tornadoes and hurricanes. She's the slow, beautiful river. And then she's the rushing waterfall. You are nature. You are nature. And so it is part of your being. It's part of your nature too be this big, expansive version of you. And so when you're not fully expressed in all of these areas and you're not fully expressed in your celebration, life is going to feel harder. Life's going to feel harder. If you're coming up against resistance, I'm going to ask you, where can you celebrate? Where can you shift that energy? And yes, I am all for shadow work. I am all for the deep work, the dark work, looking at and uncovering the pieces of us that we don't want to look at, uncovering these shadows that we get to shine light on. And part of the work that can be really challenging for a lot of women is also owning their light, owning their brilliance, owning the power that they are. And so when we practice celebrating, we practice doing this work that can be really challenging for a lot of women. And celebration is the key to your expansion. Celebration will allow you to call in more of those opportunities you desire. Celebration will allow you to truly feel accomplished and great and delicious and juicy and filled up as we are in pursuit of goals. I was listening to um, someone who talked about a podcast last week, and it was um, Andrew Huberman from Huberman, Huberman Labs who was saying that it's not the end goal that actually gives us the biggest dopamine hit. It's actually hitting each small goal along the way that gives us more dopamine than reaching the end point. And so this goes right back into this idea of celebration. Can I celebrate each and every step? Can I get each of those dopamine hits? Can I feel so good and delicious that then it's just, of course, I'm just calling in more and more and more, and I'm feeling better and better and better because like attracts like what you focus on grows. 
So how do you actually do it? How do you actually celebrate? And this is one of my favorite things. I've done this in every, almost every challenge that I've done, almost every group program that I do. I, I find some way to get this in here because I really do feel like it's so, so important. I know myself included, but so many women who are overachievers, who are powerful women, who really do incredible things, but they achieve the incredible thing and then wake up the next day feeling like blah, like feeling just so like, okay, now what? Like I thought that when I hit this promotion, I was going to feel alive and full and happy and satisfied. But really, um, I feel just like I did yesterday. I've heard this in, in plastic surgery where, you know, someone will get something done and they expect that they're going to feel different the next day, but they actually don't. We expect these things, these external sources to give us this shift within when in actuality, it's all an inside job. And being able to really witness within yourself, your gifts, being able to own and honor and celebrate these gifts, these God-given source-given gifts that have nothing to do with your accomplishments, that have nothing to do with your external uh, looks or size or shape or bank account or relationship status. When we can really celebrate our internal gifts, whoo, that we become unstoppable. When we can celebrate the miracle of who we are just because we were born this way, you create this sense of unfuckwithability that no one can take away from you. So how do you do it? How do you celebrate yourself? Now, it's really easy to celebrate the big things, the big accomplishments, right? I got the promotion. I'm so proud of myself. I earned the bonus. I booked the clients. I hit this revenue goal. I lost the weight. I left the relationship. I did these things, right? These are easy to celebrate because they feel big. And I want to invite you into where can you celebrate the small mundane everyday things? Can you wake up and celebrate that you opened your eyes today and you got out of bed? For some people, that's a big celebration. Can you celebrate washing your face? I don't know about you, but I like hate washing my face. And I celebrate every time I do. I sold skincare for a really long time and I hated washing my face. Can you celebrate that? Can you celebrate flossing? Can you celebrate brushing your teeth? Can you celebrate having the glass of water before you have your coffee or your matcha latte? Can you celebrate sitting down to breathe or journal or meditate? Can you celebrate getting your butt to your workout, whether you go to a gym, you do a home workout, whatever it is. Can you celebrate showing up for your work? Can you celebrate that pause that you take when you go outside and you just feel the sun on your face and you take a deep breath in? Can you celebrate that moment? Can you celebrate the things from your past that you're proud of? Can you celebrate the challenges the things that you overcame, because those are the things that taught you resilience and strength and how to get back up. So there's a million different things that we can celebrate. And I, in one of my programs, I call it a lady brag. Cause I was like, yeah, we're going to brag. I'm calling it a lady brag. I am bragging about myself. I'm going to tell you 10 things that I am so fucking proud of about me. So I'm going to invite you into doing this exercise, make a list of 10 things that you are proud of. 10 things you are proud of about you, 10 things you love about yourself. 
And this is where you get to start. I encourage you to think about the things that you were born with. So like your, your big giant heart, your sense of humor, your ability to make fun in every situation, your desire and passion, your happiness, the energy that comes from your smile on a good day, like find the things that have nothing to do with your occupation that have nothing to do with your size or your shape, that have nothing to do with what you look like. It's these internal things that we get to really begin to celebrate that really increase our self-worth and self-confidence. And then remember that celebration is like a muscle. So you got to get your reps in. You got to get your reps in. Start celebrating every single day. So if you do a gratitude journal, great. Keep being grateful, but then really turn it into a celebration journal. I am celebrating X, Y, Z. I am celebrating ABC. I'm celebrating one, two, three. And here's the cool thing about when you celebrate, it can start internally, right? It might start with you. If you're in my programs, you know that it start, it's a group experience. We literally have a full chat that's just dedicate, dedicated to celebration because it's so important to me for the women in my world to start celebrating themselves, but you might start your own celebration community. I know that for me, when I first started doing this, I would, I would do my juicy, delicious, uh, Saturday morning routine. That's the day that I get to do like my really long morning routine. And it feels so good. And I love it. And I will sometimes finish with journaling about what I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating X, Y, Z. And that felt really good. And then I took the celebration to the next level. I turned on some music and I'm like, I'm going to dance around in this celebration energy because it feels good. If I have the choice to be in celebration energy or angry energy or sad energy, and I can feel the, the celebration in my body and in my energy, I want to see how I can amplify it. How can I turn the dial up? And so part of that, once you write down the things is then saying it out loud, voicing it aloud to yourself, to the mirror, to your journal, to your dog, to your kid, turning on some music and feeling that celebration energy in your body start to really cement it into your body. And I said earlier, sharing it with your kid or your dog, what about sharing it with your partner? And here's, what's really interesting is that I'd invite you into doing this with no expectation for how your partner is going to respond. But I have done this with Carlos and I, I call him into my morning, my morning routine area. And I'm like, babe, I want to, I want to celebrate. I got, I want to be in the celebration energy and I, I want to expand it. So I, I want to be witnessed in it. And I'm going to give you a list of things I'm celebrating. And he sat there and he took it. He was like, oh, very cool. Yeah, that's amazing. That's cool. And then I just asked him, I'm like, well, is there anything you want to celebrate? And it turned into an incredible, beautiful conversation. We got super, super deep on way intense things that we were both really, really proud of looking back over the last couple of years, looking back over our lives. And it's not to say that celebrating has to become this super deep thing, but the thing is, is that it can be, if you allow it to, it can create deeper connection and intimacy with your partner, with your friends, or with the women that you do this with. And so again, it's that possibility and permission when you are in the energy of celebration. And when you decide that you are willing to risk and be witnessed in it, to be seen in it, you invite other people in and imagine a world where everyone was in celebration energy. 
where everyone felt that joy and that excitement and that lit up that like, just, I I keep calling it like this juicy, delicious feeling, like really think about something you're celebrating and feel what that feels like in your body. Notice what it does to like the air around you. Imagine if every human on this planet felt that, how different would our world be? And it starts with you. It starts with you. If you want to go to your next level and you're done holding yourself back, yes, you can do all of the mindset work, all of the energetic work, but this is one huge key missing piece that is holding you back. If you are not doing it, go celebrate yourself. Start right now, write down the list of things you're celebrating and start making this a practice. Again, cement that energy into your body. Once you've written about it, speak it out loud, speak it to someone you love, dance and move your body in that energy and carry that energy with you every single day. What you focus on grows. So if you want a life that is full out, that you are in full celebration all the time, you got to start today. Start right now. So if you loved this podcast episode, if you want your friend group to start celebrating, you could literally create a celebration pod. I'm going to invite you to share this episode, share it with them, text it to them, take a screenshot while you're listening and share it on Instagram to inspire the other women in your world to start celebrating themselves. Truly, we need more women in celebration. And if you love this episode, if you want to leave a reading and review, it would mean the world to me. Have an amazing day. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day and I'll see you next time.